morning, everybody. You're listening to Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. Our show is sponsored by Marzipan Bakery. One taste is all it takes. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Naomi Nachman. I'm about all the food all the time. I love food. I love to shop for it, cook it, eat at restaurants, anything food related. I'm a kosher personal chef, and right now I am knee deep in matzo meal. Um, I'm cooking for Pesach. I also cook for people for Shabbos, for Yontov. Anytime you don't feel like cooking, you can give me a call. Hope you'll tune in every week to hear from my amazing guests, my uh, kosher cooking adventures, my kosher food traveling, and sharing of great recipes and ideas. But I want to hear about your experiences too, so you can email me at naomi at nachamsegal.com. You can join my fan page, aussiegourmet.com, Instagram, Twitter, you name it, I'm there. <laughs> Ari Ari White is in the studio. He's flipping through my cookbook. <laughs> Butternut squash soup. With flanken. I love. Um, I'm obsessed with flanken. Um, so, guys, if you make something, eat it, share it. If you buy my book and you made something, let me know. I'm collecting photos of everybody who's making my food. Um, it has been a wild ride with my cookbook this week. I've done book signings and all kinds of crazy things. I'm actually going to California. ZK, I don't know if you know this. Right after I left the studio last time, I got an email from Hallmark Studios asking me if I'd come on and do a cooking segment on the Hallmark. So I'm flying out to California a couple of days before I go to Miami for Pesach. So there's no rest for the wicked, but it has been so much fun. And right now, my book, Knocked Off Yotam Otegelengi's Jerusalem from number one on Amazon. I am number one kosher cookbook on Amazon. I'm actually quite embarrassed talking about myself, but my book only has like a three-week lifespan left or two week and, two and a bit weeks because, you know, Pesach will be over. And I hope you'll continue to buy my book after Pesach because they're recipes to use all year because they're just great gluten-free recipes. But after Pesach, sales may drop, so I've got to push it now like crazy. We've sold over 8,000 books. Amazing. It's crazy. Kadali's Ludwig was so happy. The, the Arts Girl team was amazed and so happy how quickly this came together and how fast it's selling. So I just want to thank everyone for buying the book. If you haven't bought it, you can go to artsgirl.com, amazon.com, or you can go to your local Judaica stores. It's really important to support your local Judaica stores as well. I'm a big believer in that. If you are in the five towns, Judaica Plus has it uh, right there for you. Um, as well as Eichler's, I did a book signing there. So, you know, find your lo- local Judaica stores, support them. If not, then go online. I'm happy to sign it for you wherever you buy it if you want to swing by. Um, busy, busy week, um, as we had mentioned. I just want to give um, a little shout out to the Ornava Market, uh, the Brooklyn Market that's going to be this Sunday and Monday. So please stop by. You can go to um, find the information online. Um, for the Oranava Brooklyn Market. It's this coming Sunday and Monday. And my darling friend, Elizabeth Kurtz, uh, from she did the Cookbook Celebrate and Gourmet Kosher Cooking, has got a um, an amazing book. She's been on the show. She's going to be doing the first um, Williams-Sonoma, March 26th, cook, uh, cooking demo in Columbus Circle at 1 p.m. So if you want to see a kosher cooking demo in Columbus Circle, William Sonoma, March 26th, 1 p.m. So I'm going to give that a shout out. And one more thing I just want to show you because they are coming on my show next week. And it's very, very, very important that you get this before she comes on the show. It's called Dubby's Pesach List. 
The Frazzled Woman's Guide to a Stress-Free Pesach, 2017 edition. Only women are allowed to be stressed out before Pesach? You you for sure are allowed to be because, you know, <laughs> you've got a, pay, a catering business. But let me just tell you, this is amazing. I'm going to hold it up to the screen if you're watching um, online on our Nachum Siegel Net uh, channel or on live right now on NachumSiegel.com. But um, you can go to... Dubby'spesachlist.com, okay? Dubby'spesachlist.com. Buy this right now. I put it on my Instagram stories uh, earlier on in the week and I had like so many messages. So before she comes on and we go through the book next week, please get yourself this. It is wonderful. Um, a, a fantastic guide and templates for you to use and lists. So big shout out to, to uh, this book and I just want to give condolences to Mendel Sprecher on the loss of his brother. Mendel and his wife, Faggy, are sponsors of our Naomi's uh, Kitchen Gadgets on um, right here on Table for Two. And his brother passed away this past week. Um, I did not know his brother, but I know he was a big tzaddik and did a tremendous amount of chesed. So we are sorry for his loss and, and um, to, to Mendel and to his family and we hope to have you back. They were supposed to come in today for a show, but they're, I believe they're just getting up from Shiva, so we're going to um, hook up with them right after Pesach. Okay, I think I'm done with my <laughs> with my intro. Oh, yeah, the clock's not going. <laughs> okay, that's all right. Um, but I have on my fr- on the on the line. I have my darling friend Shifra Klein, who I really wanted her to come into the show today because she is always so much fun to have from Joy of Kosher. But she has a tiny little baby and it's freezing outside. So I said, don't come in. We are going to talk to Shifra on the line. I have with me Joy of Kosher. I'm holding up to our camera. And right after Shifra, we're going to have a big, big food chat with the amazing and talented Ari White. And I think we're going to be eating ZK. If you guys see on the camera, there's tons of food here. I can't even begin to tell you. Ari, what have we got there? Uh, these are the uh, the pepperonis, not yet dried, as opposed to the others over here. Oh, we're very excited. Go. We're very excited. So, Shifra, hello. How are you? Good. I'm fine, and I'm drooling over the phone over the word pepperoni. <laughs> I know. It's great. It's really great. I, I'm, I'm sorry that you couldn't be here, but we're glad everyone's safe and warm in, in their own homes and that baby's tucked away nicely. Exactly, yeah. Um, another fab edition. Um, love it. I love that there's sous vide on the front cover of that yeah, meat. Yeah, well, it's like the latest thing, and um, there's we covered like the two um, the two most popular sous vide machines, and it's really cool. I mean, the results of sous vide cooking is incredible. Yeah, people have, have you tried it? Uh, you know what? Everyone has been on my case, and people are asking me to join WhatsApp groups about sous vide, and um, Yossi Horowitz. He's been on the show a few times. He's from Yossi's Wines. Uh, Liz, he has been hucking me. I just haven't done it. I, but I got busy with a book this past year and I just didn't have time. But after after Pesach. No, Pesach. Oh, you're busy. Uh, Pesach. Uh, Pesach is a great time to sous vide. Okay. So I'm going to do my learning sous vide after Pesach. Okay. And then everyone else can learn right now. I can't play around right now. But everyone else can, can learn right now. Gu- you could use this as a guide after Pesach too. By the oh. way, you really could use this for the catering. I only say because it allows you to, to cook everything that's in that, that clea, everything that's in whatever vessel it is that you have going. Well, at once. To Not only at once, but perfectly exactly the same 
every single one, and you have control of it to a decimal point of temperature. It's I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. You know, imagine I- imagine cooking fish salmon for for 200 people and getting every single one spot on right. And not only you know from it's from top to bottom. It's throughout. I mean that's it's the consistency not only between like mini pieces of meat, but even if you're just cooking one. From top to bottom, it's going to all cook exactly at the same rate. It's, I, it's, I know. Uh, I, ha- I have to learn. I have to. I like to learn with someone. So maybe Shifra, you will science. teach me or <laughs> Ari will teach me. I like to learn with along with someone. Um, yeah, so I love that Suvi is right at the front. Can we just, before we uh, continue a little bit more, can, can we talk a little bit about the South Beach food and wine dinner that I was totally jealous that I didn't go to? Yeah, that's two of us. Oh, yeah, that's a real, real cool experience. Um, they did a barbecue theme this year. And it was sort of like family, they served a family style, but it was like an elegant take on barbecue. Um, there was this really cool beer can chicken, but like it was so amazing. The rub and the vibe of the event was stunning. It was in this, um, in this show down, in downtown Miami on a rooftop. Oh. And um, there was really great wines and it was just really, Zach the Baker served his bread. He also served some of his deli. Um, and it was just great. And actually, Alon Shaya shared his barbecue brisket recipe in the magazine as well. Oh, that is so cool. You know, just to let everyone know, Alon Shaya was named one of America's top chefs for his restaurant out in uh, Louisiana, right, in New Orleans. And, yeah. you know, an Israeli chef that, that, I mean, unfortunately for us, it's not a kosher restaurant. No. <laughs> Made me but sad, we get but, to eat his food at these events, which uh, is really cool. Right, which is really cool. I just, you know, it was a very pricey event. Let's put it out there. Yes. It was an expense. And, and then you had to get to Florida. I mean, trust me, I looked into this and I looked, tried using my points. and I, But it was, just, it was just way too much. But it looked like an incredible event. And I hope they'll bring this to New York. Yeah. We had one in New York this year. Right, they had one. But I want Alon Shire in New York. Right, right. Like the same, the same staff. Yeah, that <laughs> people, would, the that same would, talented people. That would, with Michael yeah. Solomoff, that would be cool. I think that the one that was here in New York, uh, I remember that uh, Izzy was, uh, Surly was invited to uh, to come in. It was, it was, I think, Erev Sukkot. I, I went, I went. It was like Thursday night, Friday. It, it was it right was, before it the It was the Chag. day. It was the day after Yom Kippur. Oh, it was the day it, it was after, after Yom Kippur, Yom Kippur and it. and Erev Sukkot was like. Friday night or Sunday or something. Yeah, I just remember when he told me he got the invite. It's like that's awful. I mean, it's he's gonna have the same problem with a brisket king New York City uh, competition this year. Right. It's it's the day after Pesach. Uh, so <laughs> they, they need to look up the date. So I'm looking yeah, at. They this. have to coordinate with with our Jewish holidays. <laughs> I know we are the like the food people right now. Mediterranean food is so in right now, so they need to coordinate with us. Okay, so we have so now let's go back. I'm I'm going through the magazine, and now we're talking about sous vide. So we've t- we we have spoken on the show a lot about sous vide cooking. I love the fact that you got Adina Moss, my fellow Aussie, to write about the article, the chef's wife. You all must follow her on Instagram. She is so talented, beautiful inside and out. So I love the fact that she did this for you, um, and this is something that they can use on Yontif, which is fantastic. Yeah, and she wrote tips on how to use it, like when you're cooking for Shabbos, so you can do it in advance. And um, yeah, and she has some. Then there's really great, like fresh sides, like roasted tomatoes. And there's this really nice fennel puree with a lamb. We did a sous vide lamb as well. So it was just really delicious and exciting. Right, and and you know, let's talk about the two machines, Anova and Jewel. Is that am yeah. I saying it right? Mm-hmm. So so. 
you know, if you personally had a choice, what is Shifra Klein's favorite one? Or you can't say. <laughs> well, no, I, I, I don't. I, I have to be honest. I just recently, the Jewel is a recent um, release. Oh, okay. And the Nova's been around for a little bit longer. I've had the Nova for quite some time. But um, the Jewel is just a little, it's much smaller. It's easier to use because the Nova comes with a special um, bowl, you could say, that you cook the sous vide in, and the Jewel can clip onto any pot or um, bowl. Okay. So it's a little bit more flexible, and it's just a little smaller and sleeker version of a sous vide machine. Okay. So yeah, Things it's made be- by Chef Steps. Oh, okay. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm definitely. You know, I got to. Shlomi told me he would give me some advice on which one we should get. So, okay. Now, let's talk about eggs because now eggs are. You know, with Pesach almost upon us, you go through. I for my business, we've gone through three cases of eggs. I know for maybe Ari's business, that's nothing, but for me, that's a lot. Um. <laughs> Yeah, so I love the fact that you did this whole little egg, egg story, so to speak, yeah, with Laura. Yeah, so we basically, I'm so excited that we have, um, we're working with Laura Frankel. She's our culinary director of the entire Joy of Kosher. And so it's really great to work with her and use her knowledge to share with all our readers because she has an incredible amount of knowledge. She was the kosher chef for Wolf Gang Puck, and she had her own restaurant. She has a few of her own cookbooks. So she's a real... Um, she's a real culinary star and knows so much. So she did this entire egg feature and went through all the different techniques of cooking eggs, from poaching to how to boil the perfect egg. Then we made some really delicious deviled eggs. Deviled eggs is such a great appetizer, snack, and it's great for Pesach, like you right. said. It's like I ha- actually have in my cookbook guacamole deviled eggs. Oh, yum. So you mash some avocado into the with the yolks and you make them look green. So it's kind of like green eggs and pepperoni. <laughs> <laughs> Ari's pepperoni. Yeah, and you gave actually like people always ask me about putting eggs in the fridge, right? So in Australia, eggs are not found in the refrigerator section. They're on the shelf in the supermarket. So I don't always keep my eggs in the fridge at home. And people always yell at me, you don't have to. But I I read here, and now I have some proof because it's from Laura Frankel, they just age faster. So, you know, it gives you a, this whole um, article gives you tips about eggs. And now I know that age, eggs age more in one day at room temperature than one week in the fridge. So you don't have to keep them in the fridge if you're going to use them quickly. Yeah, they exactly. Can just, you can just keep, you know, the way we go through eggs in our house, I have everyone who makes egg white omelettes every day, so we go through a lot of eggs, so I don't have to keep in the fridge when your fridge is jam-packed with your Pesach food. That's right. And, like, there's all these different descriptions about what cage-free eggs are, organic eggs are, so really everything you wanted to know about eggs. So that's what we try to do in the magazine. It's not just, I mean, there's amazing recipes, but it's also just – you know, educating you about things you always wanted to know about from real experts like Laura Frankel. Right, right. Now, your article about the, the stuffed avocado was brilliant. I love avocados. I have a love affair with avocado. I yeah, could eat um, it morning, noon, and night. But I love that single serving shakshuka in that egg. Oh, my God, that's brilliant. Yeah, and the whole idea came because my husband and, and my brother-in-law, they were in yeshiva together, and they were talking about how in South Africa, at every kiddush, they had this, like, stuffed avocado salad. 
And I was like, oh, my God, that would be amazing for Pesach. So I took this, like, South African kiddush food and, you know, adapted it to five different ways. I mean, you could do endless amounts of, you know, endless amounts. The shakshuka is amazing. Yeah. So good. Uh, we have a ceviche, which also reminds me of you. You're into ceviche. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love ceviche. Yeah. My, growing up, my dad would make an appetizer for Friday night. He would do a half an avocado. Slice up smoked salmon, put it in with this garlicky vinaigrette. My mouth is watering as we're talking about it. And that would be our Friday night appetizer. We would always have it with uh, three asparagus, half of the time from a can. It's El Paso, Texas. But back in pre, you know, seasonal, like, uh, available year-round. But then uh, 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 grapefruit segments. And she would always fill the... The, the hole with like a Catalina dressing, like a, like a sweet uh, dressing. And I always remember just like dipping my challah into the avocado and just like how, how fun and simple it was as, right. a, uh, as a nice fresh starter. Right, like we all had this growing up, but people aren't doing it anymore. So now we've like upped the ante and people will start doing it. Like uh, it's great. It's just always hard to get an avocado just so. Like, you know, you buy, sometimes I buy them from Costco, like five, six of them in the little net bag. I like one of them's rotten or like, and I try and I babysit them to make sure. Shifra, do you have a trick for ripening avocados quickly? Um, I don't really. I mean, I, I put it in a bag. Brown bag. In exactly. a brown bag under my, like under the sink because it's like, you know, the, a great environment to do that. Um, but like you said, it's true, you know, you can't guarantee that every avocado is going to be perfect. Right. Whenever I give a cooking class, I'm doing an avocado. I call it my little avocado prayer. I take, like, and especially you're in front of people, right? And black avocados make me want to throw up. I Where, cannot, where's the balaness? Uh, yeah. Pushkin. <laughs> yeah, the balaness, <laughs> right. I, I cannot stand black. If I, you show me black on my avocado in a restaurant, I'm going to send it back. I just, it makes me nauseous. So I always, like, in front of a crowd, I'll always say, like, please, Hashem, let this avocado be nice. I'm doing a cooking demo. Let the avocado be nice because you can't see it beforehand. You sort of can, actually. Uh, I'd oh, say, yeah? like, ni- this will take care of, like, 90%. Is yeah. if you look at the little the button the the, uh, the pitum right yeah. exactly if it has at all uh, come in and, and increase it's no longer you know connected you can see any crack whatsoever on the outside then for sure oxygen will have gotten in and it would have have discolored Ooh. so that's that's usually even when you're in the stores it could be like ripe and like past sort of like the firm like squeeze test yeah. but if that is open you're for sure gonna have like brown so that's usually the first thing you look for. oh there you go yeah thank you yeah. thank you also okay. also you want to pull that out and not eat it when scooping it out that's like oh yeah you know, but... guacamole foul like number one Ugh, that's awful i know um so um yeah so i always send my avocados back so these are like the biggest the biggest thing for me is and these were all beautiful avocados all right moving along okay so i have all my notes here i love that naomi ross did a travel section for you because i love to travel and I love that now that you've d- you've done this before though, right? What? Put in travel sections. I mean, yeah, besides your you amazing know, we, Israel edition. Yeah, there's so much in- fascinating uh, kosher all over the world, and kosher travels going. You know, the the options are endless. So yeah, yeah I mean, but she did. Um, we had Surly Subar come into our kitchen and cook for us. Mm. Oh, I think I remember that. I wanted to swing by and I could not come over because I think I had to be here in the studio. Oh, <laughs> his food is incredible. He he cooks us the most incredible Pesach meal. If we get you like that all Pesach, wow. I know, right? Well, I, I might be eating like really <laughs> awesome food at the Doral. So hopefully. Okay, can we just talk about sunchokes? There's no maybe about that, by the way. Yeah, I know. You're going to be feasting You know, You know, there. it's, it's non-gabros. 
it's non across yeah across the board across the board yeah See, they just became but we'll talk about that in a little bit because I want to talk about sunchokes whoa um can we what what's a sunchoke I don't actually know. Sure you do. You, it's you know, also known as a Jerusalem artichoke. Bingo. Oh, Jerusalem artichoke. Sure. Okay, great. Are they in, currently in season right now? Tubular. Um, I don't I don't know if they're in season right now. That's a good question. Ari, do you know? I mean, I got an order in New York City where we're lucky that basically everything is in season year-round. Someplace. And yeah, here the somewhere. next day. Right. Uh, okay. It all depends on the price that you pay. But I go a lot to the farmer's market right here in Union Square. Nice. I mean, you're going to get ramps pretty soon. I know. I know. I I've never used ramps. I, last year, I only mm. learned it's about a, them last year. It's a three-week window, so you right. see them, you got to jump. Oh. And then the garlic sprouts, that's also Love fun. Love garlic. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Schiffer, we have to make a trip. <sighs> after. Spring in New York City. Oh, we must. And then we have to cook with it after. Okay. So, <laughs> yes. I w yeah, we'll go back to your house and whip up a store. That totally. would be fun. And we'll do sous vide. And we'll do sous vide. Okay, yum. Okay, I'm excited. But when's ramps coming up? After Pesach or before Pesach? Or in the middle of Pesach? It'll be after, probably. Okay, uh, good. I, I guess we'll see. What is a ramp? Can someone explain it to us? Wild baby leek. Uh, they cannot be cultivated. So they literally, like truffles, have to be sort of hunted. Um, and it's such a tiny window of time. It's like three weeks. So, I mean, we try and, and, and stock up when we can and then dry them out to, to be able to use in stocks and whatnot all year. But they're just like this amazing little cross between like a leek and a and a scallion inside. So you can eat the whole thing. It's okay, we, awesome. We, I have, have you, you, uh, Schiffer, of course you've had them, right? Yeah, I've had ramps uh, a few times. Um, but also, Chef Moshe Wendell always used to do it in his restaurant when it was in season. Oh, um, miss parties. Yeah, Don't miss parties. He's opening their, up three like restaurants in Muncie. Ramps when it's in season, I always get it there. Shameless plug. <laughs> Say that one more time, Schiffer. Well, oh, I said I always find it in Whole Foods, whoever's interested. Oh, really? That's, yeah. Whole Foods. That's, like they usually have like the ramp okay, section gonna... for two weeks and they have like $13 recipe a ideas. Yeah, they have it for a fortune, but <laughs> you can make ramp pesto and all these wonderful things with it. You know, everybody, I was quoted in the Wall Street Journal for saying, I don't care how much money I spend on food. <laughs> or fruit for Shekhyano. <laughs> right. Front yeah. page of the Wall Street Journal. Thousands of people, hundreds of thousands of people read that. So I'm going to go buy ramps because... I want to buy in season. I don't care how much it costs. Okay. So sunchokes, you've done a lot with that, but it's definitely something that like I, I as a cook don't use them so much, right? Cause it's, it's still like, a bit, I'm always learning and I, you know, this is a great article for people who are novices at cooking with, with sunchokes or Jerusalem yeah, artichokes. And, and Strolly cooked it. He prepared it for, I asked him to make a salad. It was not the type of salad I would make on a regular basis, but he basically prepared sunchokes three ways. He boiled it um, or steamed it and then scooped out the inside, pureed it, um, used the skins and fried it, so that would be a crunch element, and then shaved the... Um, the sunchoke and made chips, and then we also had some roasted sunchoke. It's amazing all different ways. Oh my god! So yeah, and that dressing that. he made on that salad is incredible. It's worth getting the magazine for that. Right. It's well, recipe. it's worth getting the magazine for everything in here, and I'm not just saying that. It's really Thank unbelievable. You. Saffron yaki, yum. Okay, it doesn't get better than that. I got it as a gift. Danielle Renov came into oh, town a little while ago, and she bought me some fresh saffron. It's it's unbelievable. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. Spotlight on private chefs. Here's the shameless plug. I'm holding up to the camera. Look, it's so nice. 
that Lauren Minsky, she was very sweet. She sent me some questions as well as Yoss Schwartz, Deanie Klein, Alison Gutwax, Doron Gavronsky. I, did, I didn't know him. So he's South African, so it's nice to hear. And of course, David Kalotkin, being on the same page with David Kalotkin, I was like, woohoo. I was like, yeah, very excited. Yeah, I found it so interesting that he's doing some private chef work. How does now, he have time? Know? How does he possibly have time to be doing that? They have. Three restaurants, four restaurants. Not, I don't know if he's working there anymore. No, he is not. Ooh, okay. Yeah, yeah that's what I found fascinating. I heard it here first. Yeah, right here on table <laughs> okay. for two. <laughs> yeah, he's he's um having a break. Good for him. He's he's put in his time. It's uh he's amazing. Yeah. He's so talented, so talented. Um, but each one of these, you know, I don't want to say about myself. Let's talk about the others. But each one of these people works very hard to bring. People at home who want something slightly out of the box and something different, exciting dishes, you know. So, you know, you, there are wonderful takeouts. I happen to love Hapanach coleslaw. Like, their coleslaw is great. Like, there are certain things that certain takeout stores make that you just love. But, you know, Dini for sure. I know Dini very well. I've eaten her food. And Yoss is cussed and hipster. He's unbelievable. So these people are bringing exciting food to the home you can they will actually come and cook into your home i know i go into people's homes and cook um but deanie does it a lot and allison is out in columbus and yoss is in miami and and david's here in new york city and doron is in south africa and i'm in long island so you know you have a whole little you know it says what to do what what to consider when hiring a private chef even guide people on how to find them they are so popular i've i've had Hundreds of calls this does, season. Does kitchen surfing still exist? Kitchen sink. No. Kitchen, no. They, no, kitchen surfing was no, a... Kitchen surfing was a site. For private chefs. Correct. They, you, right. And they had a kosher... Um, oh, right. Of course. Shifra, kosher options. I don't think they still exist kosher. No, didn't we have Didn't we have a dinner there at... at yeah. At um, Yuda's house? It yeah, wasn't we kitchen did. Surf, right. Kitchen surfing was... Yuda was running a component of them at one point, right? I think and so. I did something like he was involved house. somehow. Oh yeah, I did something in my house for them. We get calls all the time. I will. We mind like letting us hire your your chefs to come and work for us for a little time in your house. It's like, yeah. Sorry, I need I need them. Too. You need them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm available yeah, sometimes. And then of course you have the Pesach cookbook recommendations. Mine, along with Spice and Spirit, which is an oldie but a goodie. No pictures. The young generation cannot cook without pictures. I know there's no pictures, but it's like those classic recipes. Everybody. Yeah, it's what I had when I first got married, and it turned me into a Pesach mogul, so, you know. (laughs) Um, And then also uh, the new Passover menu by Paula Scheuer. Um, Then you have Taste um, with um, Amy Stopnicki. I love her. Celebrate as well was mentioned. I just want to shout out. To Susie Fishbein's Pesach cookbook is fantastic. And Daniela Silver's the first book. I, I, I don't know the second book as well, but the first book have tons of recipes that you can use all year. So I just, you know, there are tons of great books. Of course, my book right here in the studio. Flipping through it. Tons of great books. You've heard some interviews, tons of interviews. But just easy recipes that you can use all year. Ari, did you see the quinoa recipe in here? I haven't, no. There's a quinoa recipe Is quinoa here. no longer quinoa? A, a controversial? It's uh, always going to be controversial because, okay. you know, there's no masora. I know that the Star K spent a fortune sending people down to uh, uh, South America. The un- the Andes Mountains. It I had was... Rabbi Elephant come in here and talk about it when it first broke. But quinoa hummus, look. Oh, it's brilliant. Yeah, right? Actually. 
I'm really proud of myself for that one. Okay. So I lo- I actually say in the, the head note of my book that hummus is my ketchup. So um, now I don't have to be without my The pictures my are amazing. I have to tell you, just as an aside, having watched uh, uh, Jamie uh, go through in the Joy of Kosher process, like, you know, years of getting their book going, I feel like I'm holding one of, I'm holding one of these just like two months after seeing your photo shoots. Like, it's mind-blowing that we did this very fast we worked very hard i haven't slept in four months sleep is for the week sleep is for the week right now (laughs) i'm very strong then um and of course let's round out this amazing conversation with the seders okay you have four kinds of seders now the dairy seder Right? Did I see dairy? Where's the dairy yes, seder? Yes, Chef Laura shears a dairy seder. Okay, That's that right. is completely innovative. Right? Because, you know, it's Ari's like plastic. I think he's going to start crying. It's wrong. <laughs> um, where is it? I'm, Guaranteed I'm just way to not have to it. worry about any guests accepting invitations the next year. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Wait, where is it? What page is it? I've got it right in front of me, the dairy seder. So what was the thought process behind a dairy seder? So that was Chef Laura's, um, you know, basically, I work with incredible people, Tamar Ganger, she's um, a nutritionist, Jamie has her quick and um, quick and kosher style of cooking, and Chef Laura's just, you know, she's a chef, she's always innovating, and she was just passionate about doing a dairy meal, um, you know, making a dessert with butter. Mm. And, I have no um, arguments with a dessert with butter. <laughs> Well, a dessert was better on, on, on the say, I have to say there. So basically, that was her, you know, take on what she would be serving this taste off. And I think there's a lot of number one vegetarians out there. Number two, her recipes could be, those recipes could be used any time. It's not necessarily just Oh, of course, for, of course. She made like, um, like a, vegetable, a vegetable pot pie. I mean, that's like a great, that could be a side dish at any say there. You know, you could do the sous vide chuck rose. Oh, Absolutely. And then do her, her vegetarian pot pie. Right. Um, it's a really and, yeah, cute spin. It's really exciting. It's just like thinking a little bit out of the box and doing something different. I thought it was um, a very cute spin. I thought it was a great spin because there are people who are vegetarian. Oh, but, it, you know, you just took, you can have that for lunch the next day. You don't have to have it for a Seder. It was just cute to put a spin on it that you can have it for Seder. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so we've got okay. Let's so let's go through it. We did the dairy seder. Wait, what was the first one? Um, well, I think sorry. it was maybe Jamie. Jamie had a four ingredients. Four ingredients. Like, that's what it was. Yes. Yeah. So all all the food is four ingredients, and that's it. Right. That's very Jamie. That's her her um brand is quick and easy. Four simple, fabulous ingredients. Yeah, and like you know, you take a you take a rib roast. There's nothing much else you can, you know. There's nothing you have to, you have to do to it. Garlic, um, salt, and yeah, her other recipes were great. There was a fresh carrot salad, um, and there was just a lot of great ideas for somebody who just doesn't want to spend hours in the kitchen cooking and slaving away. I hear it. I hear it. Especially like it's such a, you know, it's falling out on a Monday night. You've got to get through Shabbos. And then you've got like Sunday money to pull it together. It's a very hard layout this year. Serving people on Sunday. You're serving. Where I mean, we'll close early. We'll close at like five o'clock, but we'll be the ones serving people. Where? Uh, probably up in Riverdale again. So, just oh, uh, so cool. they have some place to eat as their kitchens are already like right. Set that's up. very nice that you're doing that. Yeah, that's a big service oh. to the community. It's, uh... 
<laughs> okay, so we. My, ha- my wife is thrilled. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure she is. Oh, you can take the boys to work with you, put them on the line, you know, get Soon, them out of your hair. Soon enough. 19 months, a little, little, yeah, yeah. little short for the uh, fire pit. I think but, I can't believe he's so big already. Those little hands do dishes great. They get little nooks and crannies. So cute. <laughs> um, I love the healthy side. I think that's brilliant because, you know, we eat a lot too much on Pesach so, or any Yontif or any Shabbos. So I love the Pesach. Um, the, and the healthy- yeah, she, Tamar made, um, I, pers- I made it actually recently um, at a demo. It was such a hit. Her um, dill cauliflower rice. Yeah. Yum. I mean, cauliflower rice is amazing, but just the combination of ingredients that she made, it's a great recipe. Yeah, I love, I loved cauliflower rice. I was actually one of the, I was the first blogger, and I call myself a baby blog because I don't have a big blog, um, to do cauliflower rice sushi because no one else had done it. I had Googled it, I'd research it, and I did the cauliflower rice sushi. It's in the book. It's really easy to make. You can get kosher Pesach Nori. It's, it's, um, you can, Try to find it on Amazon for sure. Gomez Glatt sells it. Um, but it's great. It's light. It's carb-free. Um, you put some fish in the middle. you got a great meal there. Easy for kids. Easy seller. And you should actually get the kids involved in rolling the sushi. Finger it's food. really yeah, not hard to do. And, you know, you take all your leftover bits and pieces that have not made it into the sushi roll, and then you make a big sushi salad out of it with cauliflower rice and, and raw fish and avocado. Oh, um, it's so good. That's what we did for the photo shoot. I took all the leftovers after the photo shoot and I made a big salad for my husband for lunch. I haven't found the soy sauce that I like yet out of the imitations. Yeah, but that's that's what it is. It's that's hard, okay. but they have gotten better. It's all right. It's all right. Mustard has not improved for Pesach, but soy sauce has. Good, Even good, though it's good fresh crane instead of the uh instead of wasabi and I'm still happy. Right, right, right. <laughs> all right. Let's um just quickly talk about raising the bar on desserts because I'm Australian and you know Pavlova's the Aussie dessert. So I love that she had all these twists on pavlovas. Yeah, it was just such fun takes. The pomegranate swirl with lemon curd. Oh, my, that's good. Mm, okay, so I'm going to – I have a, a recipe in my book as well, but the I love all these twists on, yeah. on that. Like, that's amazing. Pomegranate pavlova. It's hard to even say pomegranate pavlova. Fantastic. Shifra, I'm just loving it. I, could, I always tell you I could eat the magazine. Well, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it. And um, whoever's listening can subscribe on joyofkosher.com. And also there's a special gift for Pesach, so they can check it out there. Oh, fantastic. Well, yeah. thank you very much. I really appreciate you coming on. Thank um, you for having me. My and pleasure. enjoy all the goodies that Ari bought. Oh, yeah, we will Happy enjoy. Mind. We're sad that you're not here. Maybe I'll bring <laughs> you some back to the to Five Town. Enjoy the little goodie that you're keeping warm over there, though. Good, Good call. Thank you. All right. <laughs> bye, Shifra. It. We'll talk soon. Okay. Take care. All right. Bye. This is Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. Our show is sponsored by Marzipan Bakery. One taste is all it takes. We are also heard on Arut Sheva English Radio. I'm sitting in the studio having an amazing food chat. We just spoke with Joy, uh, uh, Shifra Klein of Joy of Kosher, the magazine. Brand new one has come out. It's so exciting always to see and talk about with with the clients. I was hoping to get them in the studio, but I have in the studio the amazing and super talented Ari White, Wandering Q, Got Challenge, most talented guy, started a new industry within the kosher food industry, the barbecue, the pop-up barbecues and charcuterie. I think that's like your... See, I can't say that I started either of those. Both both are sort of 
ancient. I mean, I think in, right, enjoying there, a renaissance now. No, but you bought the renaissance back. And did we ever really know what a smoke back was before we met you? No, of course we did. You know, Daniel Vaughn, who's going to be in New York City for uh, the Brisket King competition. He's one of the judges. That's uh, the day after Pesach, giving my, my friend uh, Sruli uh, over at Izzy's uh, a big shout out. Yay, as, as he's Sruli. brave enough to, to compete against it day after Chag. It's going to be a tough one. But uh so one of the, the, the country's foremost barbecue historians and did a piece uh, maybe two years back on the, the origins of barbecue brisket as we know it. And the earliest written um, examples he was able to find was, uh, funny enough, from my hometown in 1911. My family came across, I think, 1913, so I can't claim any... Any uh, you know, any any piece Your of this? Your family's been in America since 1913. My my mom's side came across in 1913. From? Uh, we well, I guess uh, technically they snuck across the Mexican border, um, but but would have been uh, originally from Lodge. Uh, Ellis Island was shut down uh, at the time with uh, immigration coming in through Galveston and Houston. The matriarch of the family was was uh, turned away, whatever health reasons, and so family went to Mexico City for the most part. Some uh, one went to, to Eretz Israel. Uh, Wechter became Shomer over there. Um, so family still, uh, still actually family in Mexico City. In fact, um, Shomer's also uh, Shiloh Bakery, uh, Shiloh Winery in, in Israel. You're related All, to same Shomer. Um, <gasps> so small, small world on that end. But, but uh, yeah, my family came across uh, anyway. So, so 1911, he finds in not one but in two meat markets there uh, barbecue brisket amongst uh, other things. Funny enough, one was kosher. And one was like, I guess even back then you had like the kosher and like the kosher style because on the second one where it has like kosher franks and and things like uh, goose breast uh, oh, uh, pastrami. I, love, I and, love that. I've had it in Israel. And, you know, looking at the prices where it's like one cent, two cent, three cents, like, you know, goose being like 11 cents. I guess that was like a big deal back then. <laughs> um, but showing that, you know, we as Yidden have, have known for a long time that, that cuts like flanken and, and briskets, you know, especially the second cuts. Like they they cook amazingly in, in terms of like the low and slow we've learned it because we use it for you know for cholents for chamin you know since since almost like since way back when exactly um, but so when you talk about like Jewish roots in in kosher barbecue like or in barbecue period like there were Jews in in the Texas scene still uh, the company uh, name uh, escapes me but they they ship out something like hundred and seventy thousand smoked turkeys around the country. Um, started as a Jewish company making, you know, making this and selling this read. And obviously it seems to have uh, escaped the fold. But Right, right. But uh, even in this, this Brisket King competition, I think I'm the third Jewish Brisket King in New York City. The first kosher. But, but even two back, you got Will Horowitz of uh, Ducks Eatery just down the street over here. Um, so. so you've won that crown. Uh, I, I'm, I, I'm lucky enough. It was actually it was a, a year ago this week. Um, for for whatever reasons, they pushed off the competition for a month again till the day after Pesach. Um, but so uh, yeah, I'll get 13 months as brisket king of, of New York City. Woohoo! Yeah, that was uh, great. I, I remember pretty, when that happened. Pretty amazing. Oh wow, that's cool. So next one is in a couple of weeks. So we hope that someone will kosher will take over. Are you going to compete? Uh, I'm not allowed. I mean, the uh, the tradition has been, and I'll, I'll, I'll expect it, that the usually the, the reigning king uh, has does not compete. Uh, Let's put a crown on. But it's actually a, uh, one of the judges, which will be pretty tough since I can't taste Eat. any uh. of them outside of <laughs> maybe it's really so. 
Uh, so uh, I'll, I'll come. And uh, Daniel Vaughn, again, this, uh, he's the barbecue critic for Texas Monthly. And, and this, uh, you know, uh, he's is one of the judges coming up. They have uh, one of the owners of Katz's Deli. And then you have judges from uh, Food Network and, and New York Times. That so is so cool. Yeah. It's literally. The lineup doesn't need me. It's Isruchak? It's Isruchak? Yeah. Oh, man. I'll still be away in yeah. Florida. <laughs> uh, he'll, he'll have to light his fire, you know, within hours of, like, owning his hummets and, and oven and kitchens again. It's. Oh my God! All but, right, uh, you know okay. I know Trulli can do it. He's awesome. Yeah, the things we do. It's he's good. he's cool. He's cool. He's gonna he's gonna do it. All right. So what have you been up to? You know, you've been really busy. You've always got something going on. Ari's always evolving with his meats and you know his industry. So so having grown up in a city without kosher restaurants, I mean, I remember the the the, the deli even that we had and the butcher shutting down when I was when I was maybe six or seven years old. Um, you know, the, the idea of having uh, this sort of food available to a, a wider public than just the five, six, seven hundred thousand people that will, will feed on Sundays has always been something that I've sort of like aimed to do. Even the wandering queue in the in the first place, just being a an operation, a, a restaurant that travels, you know, to a different community. Right. Every so week. let's just tell some of our listeners who don't know what who are not familiar with the pop up. Right. So Ari has a smoker. On wheels. It's a 20-foot barbecue pit made by uh, Gator Pit in Texas. Um, it can hold food at, at any given point for maybe 700 people. It's uh, it's it's a monster, and we haul it around the the tri-state, building a restaurant around it, and and serve you know the the local. And if you want to hire Ari to come with this pop up to your neighborhood around the tri-state area. Uh, you can call. Sure, I mean we do, we do private catering as, as well. Uh, our pop ups actually are not we're not hired. Uh, we team up uh, with uh, nonprofit organizations like Shoals, Shoals, Young I mean, of West Hempstead. We were in the fire department actually uh, of of West Hempstead last uh, last Sunday. Um, they That's had so come cool. to us at, at at the Shoal event and we're like, we have a much better space than this upstairs, <laughs> and we'll let the kids play on the fire trucks downstairs and Woo! do demonstrations. So your boys would have loved that. They already said on, on the next time around, uh, we'll we'll definitely be back. But they're gonna they're gonna get a car, they get them donated, and they're gonna do a demo with uh, Jaws of Life. Uh, so you know, not that the barbecue is 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 a hard sell in the first place, but you know, when all of that's going on too, it's uh it's that, fun. That's great. It's fun. Okay. So now that they've caught up, okay. So so uh, with that said, uh, just after Pesach, we'll be coming to market uh, initially on the East Coast, and then within a couple months, uh, Midwest and uh, Southwest uh, West Coast as well, with uh, a line of kosher sausages and charcuterie. So so sort of exciting. I have a bunch of samples here. Uh, Did you say samples? Yes, yeah, so we actually we we're we're producing this now, and um, uh, because the. Uh, the uh, the ingredients are a little bit different for the Pesach runs than than the not, so I can't use the same labels, which is one of the reasons I sort of have to wait till afterwards. Uh, but uh, but with that said, we're making them now. Yeah, I gotcha, I gotcha. Uh, <laughs> the smell is incredible. We're, we're making these now uh, for uh, a bunch of of catering companies to use for Pesach, and uh, yours actually being uh, one of them. Ram caterers, can, VIP Ram Passover guys, come join me. A lot of it's filling up. Nicely now, it's. I'm not saying anything about Zika, but the Zika thing, I feel like it's passed. But do your own research. Is that, but, is that still an issue down in Miami? I don't know. I, I hope not because you know, we're all going, we're really excited. It's going to be incredible. The food at Ram is always insane, right? Ari, like, uh, it was Ari can attest. We were there together two years ago. 
my my kids still my kids still talk about it. Yeah, and yeah. they were little, so the fact that it stuck in their memory must yeah. have made a big impression. Funny enough, and, and and it wasn't my food that they were that they were excited about. Yeah, because you're just dad. Oh, they and they they you know they eat this they eat this a lot, but <laughs> right. But uh, the breakfasts to go in the morning and get everything from like eggs Benedict to to even like you know I mean Gemma is an is an amazing cook. But uh, when when your kids think that the Pesach pancakes and waffles are better than the homemade ones that we right. make, it's like yeah, the like f- the food was yeah, it's a, nuts. It's but they, I amazing. I just heard and we were talking about it before they are nongabrachs. So I mean I don't even know what that yeah I don't know what, what that means. It, what does that mean? Even it's just everything like my book is gluten free except for five things in the book. But. So so they're not you know at a would a hot dog still go into a Bun? Yeah, like, there's a potato still have, bun. It's a potato bun. Yeah. There's just it's there's there's no longer cake meal being used. Correct. In... But you know what? We made incredible desserts for the book without flour. With I mean without flour and without matzo meal. Right. It's just, almond as flour. As long as the rocks. doesn't doesn't stop, you know, the guys from like, you know, dipping their, their matzo in the soup with like a uh you can't do that here. Thing. Right, right. Does but that I, happen I at a program? Right. I'm I'm so excited and it's beautiful there and I can't wait to get to Miami yeah. and, and be in that sunshine. I'm watching Ari slice up that salami. So what, what do they is call that one? now? Is it, is it Trump presidential now, uh Doral? I, I guess. <laughs> Oh, I just call it Doral because I always call it Doral. I but. do remember, and I'll, and I'll never forget this, because uh, we were set up just uh, overlooking the the 18th hole uh, yeah. in front of Trump, and it, it was, I basically lived in that spot for 21 hours a day. Yeah, um, but, no joke, he really did. <laughs> but when when he landed his helicopter on the 18th hole, now granted, people pay like a thousand dollars to play around the golf there, and you could do you know all the way, except that you can't play through at the end because Trump has parked his helicopter there. And for what? He has a lunch meeting, goes inside. We found out from the staff he he got a, a well-done burger with ketchup and a Diet Coke. I'm going to die. And it's what he gets every single time. So when the news came out that he likes his steaks well done, like, like that's not a surprise. What, what the news media like left out is that he likes ketchup with his well-done steaks. Yeah, so, I'm not a ketchup fan. Yeah. Ketchup goes with french fries, though. Uh, ketchup goes with a lot of things. But I'm not. I'm not a fan. When I had, I made a really fancy steak for dinner, for Shabbos lunch, and then like a slice up a nice piece of meat, and then and then my friend's son asked for ketchup. I was like ready to cry. <laughs> <laughs> no ketchup. Like not my condiment. Okay. Um, okay. So uh, where do we even begin here? But I guess. So Ari is sliced up on a plate. A selection of some of his dried. So uh, what uh, what we have I'll here? I'll let you describe it. You'll do it better than what me. What we have here. So. Uh, Whereas we'll be coming to market after Pesach with uh, with seven different sausages. My my Pesach batch is is limited to these four. Um, so one is the pepperoni, which you should totally. I'm just please, I'm like, snapping some pictures so I can check out. We're actually meeting here on Wednesday because um, no live calls. Pesach, it's it's Pesach season. It's very hard to get it away on a different days. Uh, so I'm just gonna snap some pictures. So okay, let's show me a happy ZK. <laughs> okay, um, enough talking. He's like, okay, all right. So, so is this, this going to be very spicy? It's not okay, cooking. it's nine something in the morning. Right, Ten something. Uh, it has a little pepper. Oh, man. It has a little pepper and kick in the back. Now, this is like half dried. This has been hanging for maybe like two weeks. Oh, my God, this is amazing. Um, so now... <clears throat> We are packaging, and we'll be selling them also like 
sort of the size. I know it's radio, so you can't really show. It's um yep. two. It's uh basically a pound, which is like two long sticks, and these are for people to basically you know open up and just hang it home, and it'll give you something more like this, which is your chorizo over here, which is what? uh Th which is this. Yes. Well, this is this one is chorizo, not pepperoni. Okay. Because you have the pepperoni here, so this would taste the same. It's just uh, in, in the smaller version. Uh huh. Basically, these take like six weeks to dry, so that's a little harder to do. What do you mean by own. drying? Let's explain that process. Sure. Um, everybody probably has seen salami, you know, in like the plastic uh, tubing and then encased in plastic in a supermarket, and think of it, that's like a deli salami, like that's a wet. Whereas if you take that and open it up, and you know, there's usually a string on the top, and hang that to dry, so then you get like a hard salami. Um, so the pepperoni traditionally is served. Why would one hang a salami? Well, it the water um, basically slowly evaporates out, and the flavor intensifies a little bit, and you get a different product. Uh, a hard salami is is sort of more like a a almost like a jerky than a deli meat. This um, is amazing. So the chorizo that you're eating right now, so that's one of the great examples actually you guys will have on your program where they'll have that sort of like this, wet and not dried, and that they can serve on the grills outside, the non-gebracht grills. <laughs> and uh, whereas they can just as easily, when, you know, their, their order's actually landing there this week, if they open them up and hang them even just for a couple days, then they could be served and sliced like this, which would be at a charcuterie station. Right, or they do a lot of that. They a lot did of a lot of that. Sh charcuterie's become so popular. What does charcuterie actually mean? We talk um, about it a lot. I can once I finish chewing this <laughs> one a little bit. Sorry. This is fabulous. Quality okay, control. what do you think? Can you get very grab? Very yeah. Okay, we haven't gotten to the jerkies yet, even, but step by step. So, um, uh, it would be called salumi in, in Italian. Charcuterie would be French. Uh, it's basically a uh, an all-inclusive term that includes any sort of preserved meat. So even mm -hmm. a chopped liver or a pate. Theoretically, is a charcuterie. So, what really? a hot dog. Um, it's it's ways that you know think pre refrigeration, pre like you know a right. lot of the chemical process. You know, to kill an animal was like a big deal, and you want to be able to use like all of that. And so, any sort of form of preserved meat would fall under under that sort of charcuterie label. This is so. Yummy, it's a right? little peppery, right, CK? It's a little peppery, but not offensively peppery. It has that nice... You're talking about the chorizo, right? Yeah. The, the little one? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I had everything. No, 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 no. Okay, oh, we so have... then, there, then, then there's these. Um, uh. So in, it didn't, I didn't go out looking for the Wagyu, but... This um, is Wagyu? This is Wagyu Okay, can jerky. ZK, do, do you know what Wagyu is? ZK? No. He's okay. Really, okay, so now let's explain to everyone what, what it's all the same kind. Uh, it's all the same kind, yep. Yeah. Uh, though we are we're making four types of this right oh now. Oh my but god, <laughs> where are you? It's jerky. No, it's jerky. It's jerky. It's it's uh this is for this is for on the road. This is uh. Mmm. This is good. So wagyu. Sweet. Yeah. This is um this is a a honey barbecue. It smells like a barbecue. It got smoked for a little while. Um, funny enough, uh, one of we for a uh, for a bris we did a, like a year and a half ago. Uh, the father wanted something like this to be able to pass out, and so he got me a bunch of a bris? of cigar tubes. It was on Shabbos. Oh, um, cute! Uh, like uh, cigar tubes, 
you know, the glass, uh, the glass tubes. Yeah. And we filled them all with the, with jerky strips like this. I love. And it. he had those to to pass out. Yes, you know, yeah, is that is like, the cutest thing ever. Like nice it, little kiddish club, you like. Do this. Yeah, no, listen, it's um, <laughs> listen, guys, think out during Haftarah, they got the you know a little bit of of, of scotch or bourbon. You know, uh, I, I'm told maybe that sort of thing happens. Uh, Hashtag kiddish clubber. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, I don't think we have them in the five towns. Uh, maybe we do. I don't know. Uh, I mean, my sure has a no drinking policy. Young as wouldn't you? That's almost uh, more of an indication that some place there's a kiddish club. <laughs> uh, oh, this is amazing, amazing. Oh my god! Now, what is Wagyu beef? You see it at La Marais on the restaurant in the on the menu. It makes it sound so fancy, but what is it? So, I've been making fun of Wagyu for a long time. So <laughs> Why make fun? I got to come clean on that. <laughs> you talk, I'm chewing. Okay. Um, <clears throat> people have heard of a, like a Kobe beef, which is a Japanese. Mm-hmm. There's actually four different breeds of, of cow that fall under Japanese Kobe. And in order to be Kobe, they have to be a particular breed uh, brought up with mm-hmm. a particular diet. Um, and within a very particular like climate and and uh, and elevation, so it's, it's almost like, like a terroir. Uh, yes, yes, and entirely. And even then, I mean, there's talks about them being like bathed in beer and massage, and all of that is sort of <laughs> yeah. They, they live like very lu- luxurious lives. Okay, so uh, these animals are also national treasures in Japan and are not allowed to be exported. Uh, with that said, at some point in the the late '60s, forty heads were smuggled out of Japan. 40 heads. Uh, 40, 40 uh, of, of, of her, uh, a herd. Uh, 40 you know, individual animals were smuggled out and brought to America. And those 40 How animals... How smuggle out a cow? Uh, that's a, I, would, I think there would be a great movie on that Under one. Under my coat? Like- <laughs> Ocean's 40. Uh, but uh, with that's that said, funny. listen, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's huge money. Like, it's, you're talking, you know... That that heist, you know, basically is is the only reason that an American Wagyu, you know, even exists. Uh, so I always made fun of it because as opposed to Kobe, which has all of these like important certifications, uh, to be Wagyu in America means that there's any combination or any partial part of uh, uh, Japanese genes. So Wagyu is a is a spin-off from Kobe. Right. Ooh. So the best of American Wagyu is up there with the best of Kobe. But at the same time I think the name has been bastardized because you can get a lot of meat that does not fall under the marbleization of what real Kobe should be. And it's been interbred a lot with uh, with uh, with uh, American Angus. And so there are sometimes that I think that it's 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 not worth the hype. Right. Um, it happens to be that uh, you know with I get probably 75% of the briskets that come to New York City um, every week. You? Uh, me. Um, kosher briskets. Kosher obviously, briskets. Obviously, because the exposure. We use a lot. Um, and it's not a cut that most people are using year-round. So the times that I am, you know, sort of asked slashed forced to share with everybody else. Are, oh, are you going to share? Are, are the lead-ups to the, to the Chagim, right. so Rosh Hashanah, Pesach, whatnot. So like... Now is that time where like now I can't get anywhere near what what I need and and so you know in a desperate search to find stuff I came across these wagyu which were a bit more expensive but but I picked them up anyways and was really blown away you know usually a brisket is split up into two cuts 
There's the second cut, and if you're buying brisket, this is the best in like information. Okay, I can, I'm I can like you, waiting like, on day. the edge of the like, seat. I love second like, cut. You Ooh. have to buy second cuts. Buy second cuts. Okay, in my book, in the recipe, it does. I, I it, it just says brisket because a lot of my customers are like very into the no fat and they can't have fat, even though I promise them that the fat is the better part and the more flavor, fat is flavor. Well. Use the second cut on the recipe. Yeah. It's definitely Use better. the second cut, and after you've cooked it, and while it's cooling, you know, uh, take the fat off of the top. If that's like a concern, you know, that that's yeah. that's definitely easy to do. But the second cut has a lot more connective tissue. It, it's a lot more marbleization. It's a lot more flavor. So, with that said, when we sliced, when we were doing the trimming, and took you know a piece off of the first cut, that first cut of wagyu had more marbleization than most normal second cuts I have. And the second cut, when we sliced into it, looked like a Jackson Pollock painting. I mean, it. W- I've. 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 I've never seen. I've never seen anything like it. And it's so, so cultural, and right? So, and so we we made we we made a deal with uh with Rosenblatt, the company who's, mm-hmm. who's doing this. And by the way, if you're listening on the radio, I'm pretty sure you can also order from them online if you look look them cool. up. They're the guys bringing both Wagyu and bison back into the market. There's no bison. They, no, that they are. The, there's now bison in the market, and that's been oh, Rosenblatt. It's hot, so, healthy. Yeah, it's super good for you. Also lean, um, so you have to like cook it very carefully. But anyway, so we had these trimmings, and usually the trimmings are I'm putting into the sausages, but I can't put Wagyu trimmings into sausages. No way. <laughs> so so we started making uh, like three or four types of jerky, and it's been. It's been great. Although, as as you're talking about sausages, the Wagyu sausages, I just saw online uh, yesterday, uh, going back to Izzy's, that uh, so Bosch, who, who you know, yeah. like like uh, snuck in there, and they, he turned his Wagyu briskets into Texas hot links. So yeah, um, we're waiting to try those Bosch. And yeah, right. And and even speaking to Moshe uh, up at the new barbecue place that's opening up in Muncie, right? Because um, he wanted to get some casings also. So it's nice to see that. That's at least two places that are going to be making... I love uh, casings. In Australia, all our sausages come in casings. I've got to bring you some Australian sausages. I just gave them to Bosch and he loved them. Pound for pound. Pound for pound. um, I'm going to give you a book and you're going to give me some of that. Deal. I'm Uh, excited. (laughs) I'm not taking any of this home. (laughs) Um, With that said, uh, these, I know you already have your all of your recipes like down, but these Italian sausages are, are so versatile. Um, they can just be thrown on the grill and sort of, you know, up up your your poolside uh, game, or slicing these up. I know that Albert uh, was putting them on pizzas. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, but pa- pa- flashy pizzas, no cheese. Flashy pizzas, no cheese. Which we all know from Fireside can be awesome. Uh, beyond awesome. Chef actually. Alex Remer, he's going to be on next week. Uh, there's also there's a really there's a lot of amazing cheeses out on the market right now. It's uh, crazy. Right? I'm doing a wine and cheese class at the Doral. Okay. I'm um, natural and kosher sending me a selection and we're going to do some pairings with royal wine. We took there's a company called Wayfair. They make like a Right. Uh, so like I literally just took the the cheddar and put in some salsa and melted it down and had super melty nacho cheese sauce to put on top of uh, of brisket nachos. It was <laughs> amazing. Yeah. Wait, let's just Say, wait, let's just say he did it on with Wayfair is power of a cheese. Okay? He Correct. put it on his brisket nacho because it was power. Star K approved. Ah, Star K yes. approved. Let's just clarify that because I was a little lost. They were talking about cheeses and I thought real cheese. Okay, let's not mix that up. The products but, that are out there these days. Oh no, we have are, one minute. Ari, half an hour's just gone by. It's great. Doesn't it go like that? One minute? Yeah. That's that's not long enough. I know. Ari could do this for like an 
three hours. Gonna stop okay. Then. So, um, wandering queues. Will people be able to buy these? Where can people buy these? Where can so, a consumer buy them? After Pesach, will be will will be in stores around the country. Okay, so he's gonna have to come back. Maybe we'll do a show. All about where you're gonna be. Fine, I will say if you're in the New York area, we are uh, we stocked uh, Cedar Lane Marketplace and okay. Glot Express, both in Teaneck. Teaneck, so they're right. like they're my guinea pigs on a lot of these. So okay, you can great. walk in there and they'll be fully stocked through Pesach. Okay. Oh wow, of Pesach one. Of the Pesach one. Oh, that is such great news. I'm actually great. I'm gonna be in the area, but I now I'm getting some already. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> um, I got, I'm I got you covered. Up. This has been. Doesn't it go so fast? It's a lot of fun. This is. Uh, <laughs> It goes fast. Do you remember the last time you were here? You had a big smoke and we were firing things up and it said no fire over there. <laughs> we had a good time. All right. This is Table for Two in the Yemi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. We had an amazing show with Shifra Klein and Ari White right here on the Lower East Side. Our show is sponsored by Marzi Pan Bakery. One taste is all it takes. We have music sponsored by our friends at Kedem right up until Lich Benching. Everybody, Shabbat Shalom. Get the book.